Cori Bush addressing the Democratic We would like to apologize for Blue Shark 45. He was getting a little bit on the political spectrum there, so we had to cut him out. Don't worry though, you're going to hear him again in a few moments. Do you actually get to hear me now? Uh, I'm not actually on the show, uh, other than what you're listening to right now. So you get to just listen to my sultry voice while I talk over top of Blue's political rant. Yep, you get to hear me for a little bit longer. And then back to Blue. Epic throws mud at Apple in their own backyard. Apple retaliates, misses Epic, and hits Steam, and then rebounds and hits Sony. I'm Blue Shark 45, and tonight we're going to get into that legal battle royale. Hail, salutations, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the GNA Podcast. I'm your host, Blue Shark 45 and uh, if you're listening to this, and this is the first time you've heard my voice, yes, Fuzzball, I hear you, and my cat, then, <laughs> then, you, uh, then, then obviously Cecil didn't like my intro, I went just a little too political, I don't know, I thought it was funny, but... Uh, yeah, so, uh, so tonight uh, we're going to get into some stuff, but first, let me tell you who I have joining with me tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, when my fellow GNA crew members abandon me because they have no need to spend time with me, hate me, do not like me, or, well, probably more realistically, it's something to do with work, 24-hour shifts, short-staffed, you know, those things, I can count on this one man, this one gorgeous, beautiful man, Damoc to join with me how you doing tonight damoc uh i mean i'm just like the discord drunk dude i don't know about this beautiful man that does it but i'm reliable you can always count on me to be drinking a beer and bullshitting in discord and that is why i love you damoc well ladies and gentlemen let's get into what we are drinking this evening because Cecil gave me a hard time about this last week, and maybe he wanted me to talk about games first. Maybe he wanted me to talk about alcohol first. I don't truly pay attention to him, really. So we're going to talk about what we're drinking first, because you know what? He's not here tonight, so I get to run the show. So, Damoc, what are you enjoying tonight? Um, Jahal. Okay, I said it highlight. right this time. Highlight. Highlight. No, highlight. It's highlight. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's a, like it's the Cigar City Brewing... I like it. It it's just a good fucking staple beer and Moonfat introduced me to it over at God's house and I was like, Oh man, this is actually pretty good and since then if I just need a good sipping beer, I pick it up. You know, I mean it's seven point five percent. It's great, it tastes great, I enjoy the flavor of it, of course, or else I wouldn't be drinking it. But you know, I don't get too hammered and I drink, you know, two or three of them. I get that good buzz, and then I'm done. 
Very nice. And you know, I have to say, personally, I'm very impressed by God because that man's got connections. I mean, he lays out a plan and Drake follows it. I mean, that's just that's just impressive right there. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we're just going to gloss over that horrible joke in reference to uh, R&B, rap, hip-hop, whatever you want to call Drake. Uh, and I'm going to tell you that what I'm drinking tonight. Uh, it's, again, the CityGate Tropical Rum, 60% alcohol by volume. It's got a lovely coconut taste, and it finishes with a slight pineapple taste if you're paying attention to it. I am drinking it at room temperature, served over ice in a tumbler, so it stays nice and cold. And it just touches those lips. It just tickles your taste buds with coconut. And it finishes with a nice, smooth, slight pineapple taste to it. Ladies and gentlemen, 60% is not a lot, but if you drink enough of it, it'll do the job. It's perfect because it is essentially a sipping rum. You don't have to go buy that $50 bottle or that $60 bottle of that, you know, aged, you know, expensive Puerto Rican, Jamaican, whoever you buy your rum, Cuban rum. Actually, I don't know if they sell Cuban rum in America. Probably not. No, they don't. But anyway, this is perfect. It's made here in Florida. It's 60% 60% is just nice and smooth. It's an easy thing to drink. You can add whatever you want to it. Personally, I think it is good, just nice and cold over some ice as is. Now, let's move into state of games. We're going to start off with me because I have a horrible state of games this week. I basically opened up this, which is those of you who can't see because this is actually an audio podcast if you can see i'd like you to stop hacking into my computer i'm just not comfortable with this like we don't have this relationship right now i don't know you you really don't know me it's just it's a little uncomfortable but anywho so i opened up the entertainment center and i turned on the xbox i updated games i had plans to play And then life happens, and basically my one day, my one chance to play just crashed and burned. So I've basically have only played uh, maybe like 10 minutes of Pokemon Go this week. I did a couple of the the new event stuff, you know, fighting Team Rocket, caught a few Pokemon, caught a few new ones. Uh, Let's see if I... I don't remember them off the top of my head, but I'm I'm going to look them up right now. Basically, this is this is turned into I have turned into the very thing that I that I used to make fun of, not really care for. I, I've turned into a mobile gamer because this is about all I have time for these days. You know, between you know, spending time with a wife, working out at the gym, church, I just I find that I have less and less time to game. But uh Let's see, I caught a Spiritsy, um, which is a fairy Pokemon. It's the big thing. I caught a couple of those. I actually got a Clam Pearl. Um, been trying to get the, I think I've got one evolutionary form of that. like to get some more. But, uh, oh, I almost forgot to claim my reward. So I'm doing the Luminous Legends X. 
thing right now. But uh, enough about my sad mobile gaming. Damoc, what's your state of games? Uh, well, I was rocking that PS5 pretty hard. Um, and I have since relinquished my control of it because Selkie has shown a lot of interest. She's been playing the Horizon Zero Dawn because it came out on PlayStation Plus for free. Because I think the expansion's coming forward. So I've had to relinquish the PlayStation um, and hand that over. So instead I started going back to painting my miniatures. So I have a, a few Imperial Guardsmen all painted. Like, oh look, but... You know, still not playing video games until the other day, well, two days ago, maybe it was Monday, I don't even know what day of the week it is anymore, uh, I bought a Minecraft server. As you know, I was talking about it, and the kids were talking about it, and the kids' friends were all like, oh, it'd be so great if we had a so, yeah, I was like, okay, I'm gonna get a Minecraft server, and I'll dabble in it for a little bit. Oh no, I have played for hours upon hours... Like, I couldn't sleep last night, so I got up at 1.30, and I've been playing it all fucking day, except for the four hours I had to go to work today. So yeah, Minecraft for most of this week, and having some fun and some frustrations, because we let family friends play on it, and they have uh, little kids, and I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> Is this a survival server? It is a survival server. Um, okay. It's on the default settings. I switched over. It's on Spigot. And then I added some data packs to it. That just quality of life improvements, but no real. Uh, aside from Vein Miner, uh, that's the only big change to it. Um, everything else is just quality of life. Well, very nice. It's it's nice to see you uh, trying to help out the neighborhood kids and uh, not lose your patience as they destroy your entire town that you've spent five hours building. Yeah, yeah. I finally had all that stuff, and they took all my diamonds and my iron, and, you know, they're the kids' cousins and all of that, and they're just really young. Well, one of them is really young, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to have to let this one go and just move to my own new town. <laughs> Damoc's chest, locked. <laughs> you know, I might have to install one of those mods on there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, if Cecil hasn't edited out this beginning, you know that we're going to get into some mudslinging. But before we get into the mudslinging, the legal battles, all of this, you know, epic Apple, then it pulls in... Steam, which then pulls in Sony and just this this whole issue. I want to talk about the Disney Plus TV series called uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now, if I've got that wrong and it's actually Captain Falcon, I, I'm just, you know, just shoot me now. Like, I've, I've obviously screwed up, but I'm 100% positive that this is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's the Falcon. The Falcon. The okay. Winter Soldier. All right. Whatever. Forgot the the. Anywho. So I heard about this series. Uh, they teased it at some point. When was this? Was it at the end of The Mandalorian? Might have been. 
They teased this at some point. I, I watched the teaser for it, and I was like, oh, cool, they're going to have a TV series. This this should be interesting, these two, um, and, you know, Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie getting together, you know, as Bucky Barnes and uh, Captain, well, sorry, as the Falcon. Um, I mean, we all knew at the end of Marvel's uh, Endgame that they, you know, he Captain America passes the shield to Anthony Mackie. So I don't want to spoil a lot of this because I I want people to actually go watch this. It's relatively new, so I'm going to give little bits that I don't think are going to give away too much of this show. So when I heard about this, I thought, well, this is great. You know, they're going to talk about how you know, the Captain America mantle is taken up. You know, they're gonna they're going to explore more of uh, Bucky Barnes's story and what he's doing. And I heard about episode two. Uh, yeah, it was episode two that it got a little hinky. So. It went a little woke on on me here in episode two. And I was like, I don't know if I want to sit down and actually watch this thing. Because if they're going to do that, my belief is that you can either make a really entertaining movie or show, or you can make a really good message. You cannot do both. So if you really want to push your message then you're either going to do that successfully and you're going to lose everything else or you're going to make a really good show and you're going to not have this very strong like message that you want to push out there. So, Damoc, we were talking a little bit before the show. You have not seen this, right? No. Um, I'll watch it later, but I just I, I was looking it up because I was like, wait a minute, they made a a woke Avengers type movie, and I I'm not reading the episode stuff. I'm reading the character, like the cast and characters, and I see where that could have been an issue. Because um, you know, reading Anthony Mackie playing Falcon slash Captain America. Uh, Wilson was handed Captain America shields by Rogers at the end of Avengers Endgame, and the series expands on this moment to explore the implications of a black man being given that mantle. And I could see where, if you're watching the episode, and I haven't watched it yet, and it goes like, oh, is this going to be one of those... Okay... But, I don't know, I've, I've heard good things from you, and I'm looking up the reviews, and everybody else is enjoying it so far. Oh, yeah. It's good. Like, when he 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 questions, like, you can see it in his eyes in Endgame. Like, I, I didn't think he even said something in Endgame. I don't remember off the top of my head. But he questions whether or not he's deserving of this. Because he asked Steve Rogers, he says, well, what kind of world will it be without a Captain America? And he like gives him the shield. And he just like, he's like hesitant. He's not like gun ho like, yeah, I'm going to be Captain America. He's just kind of like, well, this is kind of your thing, man. And he explores that in this series. And they, you know, they talk about different topics. They talk about, um, 
dealing with trauma, you know, because that's one of his things. Um, what's his? What's the character's name? Mackie's. Is what's his uh, secret identity? Or, Sam Wilson. Sam. So Sam runs a veterans um, group counseling that he does at the VA where he, you know, he talks, you know, like talking about like coming back and like adjusting and, you know, like just shooting, shooting the shit. So they, they, he, they use that strength of his as his character. And they talk about that. And Bucky's going through his own counseling, uh, you know, as some sort of settlement that he has with, you know, the U S government, you know, it's like, well, if we're going to let you on the soil, you know, as this villain and this felon who's broken all these laws, well, you're going to have to go through court mandated counseling. So they explored that topic. And I think it's great that they do that. And that, they, cause you know, they focus on soldiers, battle hardened soldiers. And then they got to this episode two thing where Sam's out, side arguing with Bucky and they're in uh, I forget which city they're in but they're in a neighborhood they're in a residential neighborhood and these cops are sitting in a car and they see Sam arguing with Bucky and they come over but the way it's portrayed and this is the slight spoiler I'm going to give you, this is where it went woke. They view Sam as a black man arguing with a white man. And that's what they're trying, that's what the writers are trying to push out there. They're like, here's a, here's cops looking at a black guy and a white guy yelling and assuming, and they even say it like, they, they say to Bucky, he's like, excuse me, sir, is he bothering you? And then Bucky's like, he blows it off. He's like, no, dude, we're just, we're having a discussion. Like, we're fine. Sam's like, yeah, we're fine. And then they're like, oh, where's your ID and all this other crap. And they're like, and it just turns into this whole thing. I'm just like, oh, great. They're going to talk about the fact that cops are racist. And I was just like, this is bad road to go down, folks. Like, you're you're on episode two, and you're going to ruin, like, Marvel with this. They redeem it. I'm not going to spoil it. But it's pretty much America. F yeah. Coming up over the hill again. America, F yeah, ready to save the day. I probably butchered that uh, song a little bit, but it was phenomenal. America, fuck yeah, coming again to save the motherfucking day, yeah. That's it. So they uh, they redeemed it. They basically the the main villains of this are these, you know, because what happens is everyone disappears for, I think, what was it, five years? And then they get brought back when, you know, the Avengers go back in time, get all the stones. Everyone's brought back by um, those actions. So everyone's back. And then so this is covering, like, what's the world been trying to do to adjust to the fact that people were missing for so many years? Like, they basically took down borders, you know, like they're, people were coming together and helping one another. Like there was, there was no like set government defined this, you know, like this is America, you're Canada, you're Mexico, or like, you know, like they just, it's kind of like the, uh, it was like free, easy moving around travel. 
and there really was no defined borders. But then it came, all these people came back and they're like, oh, well, we have to do something. So they have this council that puts this, you know, is trying to, they take people who were going around helping each other and they say, you have to be relocated to these camps as we try to get you back to your country of origin. And there's these people that are called flag smashers and they're going against those. And they're the main villains of the movie. So they're kind of like a, I guess you could say an Antifa-like group. They're, uh, you know, they're, they're, you know, what's their, what's they say? Um, one world, one people or something like that. It, they're, yeah, they're, no, I'm not touching that one with the 10 foot pole. Yeah. They're, they're a little, uh, you know, they're a little like no borders, you know, anti-establishment kind of group, which is, you know, I, I get it. Yeah. It's one world, one people. And uh, so they're the main villains of this. And so there's conflicts and fights in there. And But uh, it's really good. They uh, they bring back uh, Zemo in this. Um, and uh, they bring back uh, Sharon Carter. So you get to see those two characters, which I don't know about you, Damoc, but Sharon Carter, I liked her. She was a little underused, I thought. Uh, it was like, here's, here's your shield and stuff and good luck guys. And then it's just kind of like silence from Sharon Carter at the, uh, what was that? Uh, the Avengers civil war. Who is she? So Sharon Carter was, if you remember, uh, Captain America winter soldier, they had a shield agent who was undercover, who lived across the hall from Steve Rogers, and she was a nurse. Okay, yeah, uh, I I do remember her. Yeah, she like, kind of like kicks butt in that. Yeah, I have a hard time with the Marvel movies. I think I'm the reason that they have stopped making them, or people like me are the reason they stopped making them. I didn't read the comics growing up, but I was like, hell yeah, when they first started making the movies. Now there are so many fucking movies that I don't remember any of the timelines. I don't remember any of the supporting characters. I can only tell, I know who a handful of them were. I totally forgot at the end of Endgame that fucking uh, Captain America is no longer Captain America and hands his shield off. I had to read that on here and listen to you saying, like, he did? What the fuck? Oh, yeah, he did get old because that weird time travel warp thingy, but I don't even know how that shit worked. Yeah. And I think I just... There's too much content for me to absorb, and I don't know. That's what... I think one of those reasons they stated they're no longer making the big movies because it was just too much content, and people wanted to move away from it, and it was like, ah. So I'm one of those. Uh, you'll say a couple things and be like, and if you point out somebody from a movie in a scene, I'll be like, oh, yeah, okay, I remember pieces of that. <laughs> yeah, so so Captain America gets the the packs, the, the he needs to go back in time, I forget what they're called, the, the, the specific material thing uh, that uh, the guy who created the ant suit used. So they go back in time or he goes back in time at the end of Endgame to return all the stones to their proper timeline. So that, like, because they went into different timelines. They're like, oh, yeah, this, or like, 
what are we going to do? The Infinity Stones don't exist. And you're like, yes, they do. We know where they were. The Infinity Stone was here. This Infinity Stone was there. We know where this one, this one, this one, this one. We can track them all down. Like, we can go back in time to all these different places. We only have this many vials. So we go there, and boom, we can get the stones. Captain America goes back in time because they made a promise that they would return the stones to their original timeline to avoid causing rifts in time. So... On his return vial, he instead decides to get a little of that good life that he misses, and he goes and finds June Carter and has a life with her, and then as an old man, goes to sit down at a park where they would be in present time. And Yeah, I'm tracking now. I do remember that. Yeah. Okay. So that's how he's like he retires. So he goes off and he lives his happy 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 ever after with June Carter. Don't ask me how that still works where he can still save the world, but you know, whatever. It's time travel. Time travel is never pretty and clean in any series. That it's always just so messed up. But anywho, I liked the show. It's uh The Falcon and the Winter Soldier getting back on task. It's six episodes. They're, oh, what was the runtime? Around like an hour or so, an episode. They're good. Fast forward through the credits for the episodes one through five. The last one, don't fast forward through. Well, fast forward through the credits to get to the little end thing. But otherwise, there's nothing in the end credits. I, I checked every episode. Um, but it's, it's a good movie or sorry, it's a good, it's a good series to watch. They're all six are out right now. Uh, so if you liked Marvel, if you liked specifically, you know, the winter soldier or the Falcon, they explore their, their lives a little bit more. And, uh, I think they, they redeem themselves definitely towards the end. Um, and you know, make a good show. I'm going to have to check it out. Um, I will see Selkie's probably going to be interested in watching a new TV show because I think we're just, we're looping Big Bang Theory and House just so that we can fall asleep. <laughs> I don't think anybody's paying attention to it anymore. Oh, I, you know, House, the, have you, the one episode where he's in the hospital and they're, they go to his house to you know like when they do the whole thing they go visit people's houses they look through his stuff but they someone calls his phone it rings it goes to the answer machine and he says hi the number you've reached it's probably no longer in service so you should just go ahead and give up what you're still there all right let's do this together we'll hang up on the count of three one two Three. I loved that. I thought it was hilarious. I was 19 years old. I made that my voicemail on my cell phone, and I got in trouble for that. My aunt called. Oh, my aunt called my phone. I missed the call. It goes to voice. I, I, I it went to voicemail, and she heard it. I don't think she left the message. <laughs> I don't remember exactly. She calls my mother and she goes, huh, 
I tried to get a hold of him, but it says his phone's no longer in service. So my mom calls me, and I pick up, and she goes, what's this about your phone not being in service anymore? And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, what is this about your phone not being in service more? Like, my phone's in service, mom. You're obviously talking to me. She says, well, your aunt called you, and she got a message that your phone wasn't in service, and I started laughing. She's like, what's so funny about this? It's like my voicemail. And I explain what it is. And I'm like smiling. And I can just hear on the other end of the line with straight face, just change it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I haven't had a voicemail getting me in trouble yet. But now I just don't even set one, man. Don't leave me a voicemail. I don't even know how to check them. <laughs> just send me a text. Oh, you're one of those people. I don't know how to check my voicemail. No, I mean, it's really easy. I just, uh, the only people who leave me a voicemail are like appointment reminders. I'm like, okay, no one calls me anymore, man. Like, I try and call other people and they get pissy. Like, you could have just sent that in a text? No, I wanted to hear your fucking voice. Thank you, but whatever. I won't do it again. Got it. Texting has its advantage. Like, when I need to relay, like, simple information to you while I'm sitting on the john. Otherwise, phone call. Best way to work things out. Right, because then I can judge your fucking tone of voice. I can understand what is going on. And you're not just texting me, okay, okay, okay. And I'm like, you must be busy. And if they text back, no, not really. And I'm like, then why the fuck are you texting me okay when I'm sending you like three fucking sentence texts, man? Like, seriously. But sometimes, you know, it's just, no, sorry, I'm really busy right now. And I wanted to let you know that, okay, I'm understanding what you're saying, but I'll get back to you later. Like, you could have just fucking left the messages unread and, like, <laughs> get back to me when you get a chance. Now, everyone's different and they feel like they're getting judged for not, like, responding right away. But speaking of judging, so those of you, we talked about this, though, so many episodes ago. Briefly, I remember we mentioned this, but Epic has gotten into a lawsuit with Apple, and then I think what we talked about is how they wanted they wanted to get information from Valve or Steam, and Steam was just like, no, like why do we have to give you this stuff? Like, screw you, we're not going to give you this stuff. Well, it's gotten a it's gotten bad because. Steam, or, well, Valve is now... It's Valve. Just call them Valve. Valve, sorry. So so Epics and Apple are in the courtroom, and now Valve is getting pulled into this uh, legal case. So their uh, Humble Bundle creator, uh, uh, Wolffire Games, in a lawsuit filed Tuesday, said Valve abuses its market power to ensure game publishers have no choice but to sell most of their games through the Steam store where they are subject to Valve's 30% toll. So, Apple's got something similar. Epic, this is my my view of the Epic. No, they're all the same, dude. They're all the same. Except for Epic is a different cut, but... Yes. yes, and they Apple, Microsoft, Sony, 
uh, Google, everyone is the same. It's 30%. Yeah, but they've lowered that. And Valve does the same thing, but Valve says you have to sell so many copies before it gets to this percentage. And then after that, if it gets to this this many copies sold or this much money sold made, then it goes down to this percentage. So <laughs> Apple, Apple wants to make money off of stuff in their store. So I think it was Epic was putting their game on the, the place on uh, the Apple store. People were downloading Fortnite. Then when they were buying stuff for Fortnite, Epic found a way to close the door so Apple wouldn't get anything and the money would go whoop from the downloaded play, the game the, the gamer to Epic's wallet and avoid cutting them out entirely, which was kind of a breach of, I, I would say it was a breach of their contract. Like Apple says like, hey, you're on our store, anything you sell, all this stuff, like add, like even if it's just downloading the game, anything you sell, like, you know, the, the paid version or whatever, you have to give us a cut. Well, Epic didn't want to do that. They're like, screw you. We don't want to give you, any, and they didn't want to give Google a cut either. They wanted to basically cut them out and say, hey, we're going to put our game on your on your on these phones that you guys make or that you guys program software for but we don't want to pay you any money and then you know so basically they threw mud at apple and apple goes to throw the mud back at epic and instead they get everyone else into this like sony's gotten pulled into this crap you know they're just they're talking about how um you know, they were, I think they were trying to make the point that Apple is also cornered the market on like mobile gaming. You know, so they're going to, they're trying to make this whole antitrust argument. I think, I think S Valve has, Valve's going to have to worry a little bit about this because I think there's more of a case to say that Valve ha has cornered the market on this. No. But at the same time, I look at this no. and I go, you don't have to put it there. You could put it anywhere you want to. You Because, I mean, the guys who made Doom, like we talked about a while ago, literally mailed out their own dang copies. They had another, they had another yeah, option I mean, where they could use a gaming delivery service, but they were like, no, we're just going to make our own CDs and mail our own games. I mean, you can be your own publisher if you want to. You'll get more, you'll be noticed more on steam if i put my game on steam i'm going to get more notices more downloads maybe more reviews maybe that was the argument with epic buying game exclusives right it was to see how it was going to you know topple steam and make steam change its ways and do all of that and steam just sat well valve owning steam you know valve just sat there quiet and just okay we'll wait it out you keep spending all this money and buy all these exclusives and comes to turn out that a lot of these games did not do all that well on the epic store because i think fans were more pissed off that it was an exclusive on epic and they were being forced onto the epic store that they did not want whereas a lot of these other games that are on steam 
right? Um, you can play Cyberpunk 2077 without needing Steam. You know, you can buy it from CD Projekt Red directly. You know, that was the big deal with that. You can buy a lot of these games directly from the publishers, or you can buy them on a whole bunch of different platforms, right? Uh, so GOG has a bunch of games on there, and I think that's owned by CD Projekt Red. Uh, then, of course, you have Steam. You do have Epic. EA has Origin. Uh, Microsoft has the Windows Store. And you can buy a lot of these games across the board. To say that Steam owns approximately 75% of the gaming market, yeah, they did it first with Half-Life 2. They pushed Steam. So Valve went in and said, hey, if you want to play Half-Life 2, you have to install Steam. And I remember being a train wreck back when it came out. But here we are, like how many years and years later, and Steam is, it's not something you're going to fuck with. They're, they're going to sit there and not do anything. They don't even have to do anything. Estimated. They're estimated to make $6 billion a year. $6 billion a year just from the 30% fee alone. And that doesn't mention their, what, estimated $10 billion in cosmetic items that they sell on uh, fucking everything else that they have. Like... Holy crap, dude. They can literally sit there and do nothing. But I don't like Apple jumping in and trying to throw mud at Valve and trying to drag them in. I think Apple is after Valve's trade secrets of how it's doing things because when the first lawsuits came up, Valve actually gave data over, but they redacted a whole bunch of, you know insider stuff that they have and it was interesting so i don't know i think that apple is gonna get screwed over here i see sony is now up on the chopping block um but if you look at like ea and microsoft well they've already fallen they went back to steam and epic well they might not be on epic but epic's in a hard spot overall you know you know that they curate right curate they curate their games so you cannot make an indie game and slap it on the epic store without it being approved by them and going through a whole process and they tailor the games that are on their store they do not allow now valve's big policy recently you know over the last couple years and, and it's it's been hit or miss because there have been some games that, you know, parents have been like, oh, fuck no. Um, like the, the Hatred game. And then there's a new one that has nudity in it. And, uh, anime titties are fine. When it comes to real titties, Valve seemed to step in and be like, hey, guys, <laughs> I don't know about this. Super Seducer. Whatever the new one is that made uh, headlines earlier. But yeah, Epic Curates. Valve doesn't give a shit. I don't know. How are you going to take on Valve that's like, hey, if you want to put your games here, you can put your games here. We're not going to force you, and we're not going to pay for exclusivity. Yeah, which that's where I think they fall short in this argument against Valve. Valve is just like, yeah, you know, like, we're here. You want to use this. It's like, uh, it's just like any, like any publisher. I mean, 
sorry, I stand corrected. Not any publisher, but an independent publisher. Like you could go to another independent publisher. Like, are you going to get Ping Penguin Random House to publish your book? No. They're going to do what Epic does. They're going to curate it. They're going to view it. They're going to go through all this stuff. They're going to say, was well, it really worth spending the money to publish this book? Whereas an independent publisher, like, yeah, you pay me the money, you pay the fees, and sure, I will put your game up, which is what Steam does. They're like, hey, yeah, like, here, put your game up here. Every time you make a sale, we get 30% cut until you get to this milestone, and then we're going to take less of that. And then when you hit another milestone, we're going to take even less, which to me is fair. Like, I'm sorry that Steam got it right, did it first, and got it right. It's, you know, Xbox making a console, and then Sony coming along, and they make a console, and Nintendo's made consoles, but no one said, oh, you can't make consoles, we made consoles first. It's like, no, like, everyone, like, consoles made, consoles do this, they've, they've gone from, you know, being these standalone devices to now they're, they're just always connected to the internet devices, but it's like, you can't argue, you just go to a different console if you don't like how they run their practices. Like, Sony, Sony, I think, is a little predatorial. They're like, yeah, you have to buy it directly from Sony. You can't go anywhere else. You can't go to any other digital store to buy a code for this game or a code for this add-on. Microsoft is like, yeah, you got a code? Sure. Punch it in. As long as it's for the Xbox version of that game, you can buy it. Like, I don't have to buy my Microsoft Game Pass from the the Xbox... uh, store and uh you know i can get it anywhere it's uh you know it's it's kind of ridiculous that they're doing this this stuff we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break here so while we're on this break we're gonna talk about our store yep GNA actually has a store. It's not entirely ready, but it's cool. It's uh it's go to uh gna-podcast uh, sorry, <laughs> gna-podcast-gutter-shots.creator-spring.com forward slash listing forward slash new dash 2021 dash line i know it pot gutter shots maybe you can just google that in gna podcast but we have a store where we sell stuff we have uh we have t-shirts we have phone cases and we also have a uh a a sticker not a whole heck of a lot that we have on our store, but uh, oh, I mean, we also have a we have a wall tapestry and, and a pillow. I forgot to mention that, but it's got our logo on it, and it says, you know, it says uh, where all the drunks go. So if you're interested in our products and you like to help support the show, you can go ahead and go on there and you know shop on our store. But really, the best way to support the show is to just like, share, subscribe to the podcast. You know, you know, when you're listening to this on YouTube or listening to this on anything, you know, go comment, 
hit that like button, hit the subscribe button or whatever they have. Give us a five-star review or, well, I wouldn't say give us a five-star review. I mean, I'd encourage that, but I'd, I'd like you to give us a review of any sort for that matter. But these are the best ways to help support this show and to just, you know, make us feel good about what we're doing or make us feel really bad about how horrible job we're doing so we can start striving to do better. So we're back from our um, break, folks. Oh, okay. You took a break. Good. Because I was like, man, I'm sorry that you had to listen to Blue, but I had that fucking Chipotle with a cauliflower rice today and whatever the fuck, dude, gastrointestinal distress just... <laughs> Fuck, man. And I think I only shit the plug, so here in about 10 minutes, it's going to be bad. So, uh, Chipotle, if you're listening, if you did not like that review of your product, please sponsor the show, and we will do a better job next time. <laughs> yeah, true story. And label the fucking burritos, dickheads. I, like, I got kids that have different fucking tastes, and they don't want to like, hmm, I'm just going to magically bite into this burrito. Good thing one likes pinto beans and one likes black beans, so that when I bite into it and go, well, this one's pinto, so it goes to this kid. You know, <laughs> fuck, dude, just label shit. It ain't fucking hard. No, no, it's not. But anyway, moving moving back to this, this whole epic uh, Apple Steam sony debacle so steam really just they just they're like penguin random house in the sense that well no i i again i keep going back to that they are in a sense they are they're in penguin they're like penguin random house in the sense that they're a premier service for getting what you want you know putting the game out there publishing the game so that you can gain access to this as a consumer. But they don't do the curating thing that Epic does. So, to me, they're pretty much floodgates open. As long as you're not doing a Pornhub adventure whatever game, or I, I think it was a good thing that they took down that game hatred. Like, I mean, it, there's a level of violence I think we just need to tone down in society. But um, the, the the gates are open for the majority of games out there. Like, if you tell me that hentai games are the majority games out there, I'm going to say you're crazy. But <laughs> the majority of, of games that you that can be developed out there that are developed by indie developers, like this is a good way to like get noticed. Like you could still like, I'm pretty sure Steam doesn't care if you sell through your own website, but maybe I'm wrong on that. Like maybe like you can put it on there and get noticed and you can also be like, yeah, but you could also buy our game on our publisher's website or on our website. So to me, this this lawsuit's not gonna fall through. Like, yeah, maybe like I heard someone made the made the argument, maybe you'll think about this, Damoc. But Apple Well, I know I know Microsoft lowered the threshold. Like they were originally going to be they originally were doing like the thirty cent kind of model, but then they've lowered it to like fifteen percent model with all this stuff going on. I don't know that Microsoft has lowered it. I thought that Microsoft was kind of in the same boat as everybody else where Google kept its fucking mouth shut and Apple legitimately kept its mouth shut for the longest time until Epic jumped in and smacked them. But everybody's been taking 30% and Apple and Google have been doing it since smartphones came about and you could put apps on there. 
So, all right. So I'm I'm sorry. You're right. Google cut it down fifteen percent. Um, for their developers that are under a million dollars in sales, so that that helps out smaller developers. You know, make more money. Uh, but that's their choice. Someone says that they think. I forget who I was listening to that mentioned this. They said that they think that Steam may feel the pressure and lower their 30% cut under a million dollars to something else. Honestly, I think Valve should continue to do what the heck they want to do. It's like, if they want to keep it at 30%, keep it at 30%. Like, when you start seeing more, like, you start losing money because everyone's going somewhere else, then I'm sure Valve's going to go, all right, we'll lower our price or we'll lower our cut. So we can get more people to come on here. That's all they're going to do. In the meantime, they're like, why should we do this? And that's not that's not a monopoly. That's not going against, that's not being, you know, a trust or, you know, whatever. The anti-competition, antitrust, like there's no argument in that situation because they're opening the doors to anybody who wants to come in except for certain types of games. But otherwise, like, these are how, you know, like, we're going to put it on something that we spent the money developing, that we spent the time creating, and they did. They spent time making, you know, Steam into what it is today, and they're like, yeah, so we're going to charge you for it. Like, it's got a lot of notice. Like, it's like, it's like buying an advertisement for, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon on a work day on television versus buying an advertisement during the Super Bowl. It's going to cost you significantly more when you advertise for the Super Bowl. It's like Steam is like, yeah, it's going to cost you more to put your game on our site when you're under a million dollars in sales. Once you break that, we start pulling it down. And I think it's reasonable. If you don't want that clout, don't come here. That's fine. You, There's nothing saying that I can't go buy you know, some independent developers game or some indie developers game on their website. Nothing says I can't do that. So I think, you know, this is, I think this is kind of a shit show. Pardon my language. Dude, it, it, pardon your language. It's a podcast where we drink, dude. Like, yeah, you were not even saying the F word earlier. I'm now I'm trying, all like, I'm trying my best. Weird. It's fucking weird, dude. Uh, but like, I, I see where uh, Wolfire is it Wolfire Wolf Wolfire, um, and his quote right he says that Humble Bundle in particular has been a victim of Valve's practices. The lawsuit claims that publishers became more and more reluctant to participate in Humble Bundle events, decreasing the quantity and quality of products available on the Humble Bundle or to Humble Bundle Humble Bundle customers. Now, as a long-time, multi-year subscription to Humble Bundle, I have the classic subscription, right? Because I've been with them for so fucking long. Um, I pay once every three months. I think it was like 35 bucks, 36 bucks, whatever the hell it is, and I have not canceled. They're full of shit. I've gotten at least one really decent fucking game, if not two to three, out of Almost every single release. Look at May. May has Metro Exodus coming out. This month's Humble Bundle uh, for the choice thing has Metro. The other games look 
okay, they're just not my type of game, so I wasn't excited about it, but Metro Exodus, that's a AAA title. That was a huge deal when it was an Epic exclusive. And then it only recently, in the last maybe six-ish months, fuck, dude, COVID has taken a toll on my brain with, you know, timelines. But that's out, and now it's going to be on Humble as part of the the choice. I don't understand where Humble's saying that. And Humble also has its own fucking problems, man. I Was that bullshit that you can only give 15% to charities now, and they took away the sliders? So, like, you can't no, you no longer can give 100% to charity? So now Humble's trying to take a bigger cut, and I don't know if they're trying to take a bigger cut to entice more publishers to give them games that they give away for a you know, low, low price. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what the fuck, dude. I don't care about Humble. If they went away at this point in time, yeah, cool. My games that I, I, I like to call them free games because I always forget I have a fucking subscription. Those games go away. That's fine. I'll still continue to use. I use Microsoft Windows Store. I don't use Steam exclusively. Right? I play... um or was playing that damn Pirates game for a long time. We played on and off whenever an expansion comes out. You've played... Have you played that with us, Blue? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, I don't know if I've specifically played with you, but I know I've played with, like, Cecil and uh, Black Abyss. Yeah. And, and, like, every time a, a big update comes out, you know, we just, oh, shit, let's jump... Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Right? We jump on Sea of Thieves and play. That's on the Windows Store. Mm-hmm. That's not an epic or a steam game by any means um yeah so I, I still buy a couple things from the microsoft store i don't and will not buy from ea's origin store and that's because i had so many issues with it back when battlefield 2 came out and i was like really excited for the game and then origin just it crashed my pc it was yeah, I personally had issues with Origin installed. Um, I know other people have said it's better now, but, you know, they too little too late for me. And EA releases all of its games on uh, Steam now because Origin was dying due to all of its massive fucking <laughs> issues. I'm yep. not the only person that had massive issues with it. Right? I don't know. I think Humble is doing stupid shit. And talking a lot of trash to bad, like, I think they see it as a, a chance to jump up and badmouth Valve and see if they can't get something out of it. Um, I think the whole Epic and Apple is going to be absolutely hilarious, especially because of the figures that were released, where uh, Epic's profit from Fortnite alone on the iOS is only 7%. 7% of its profit from Fortnite. That 7% represents $700 million. Good God. Dude, it said that the vast majority of its sales come from PlayStation 4. and it's pro So I'm going, you're telling me 1% equals... A hundred million fucking dollars, <laughs> and you have like oh. PlayStation Four that's like forty something percent of your sales, and then Xbox is like twenty something, and 
Yeah, and I was like, yo, get wrecked. Apple is going to have a fucking fight. Everybody sees Apple as a, a big juggernaut in the industry, and they have a ton of money. Well, guess what? Apparently, Epic has limitless fucking pockets as well, and <laughs> yeah. this is going to get nasty. Well, Fortnite does. but Yeah, it, but it's still growing. It's still growing. Yeah, and if, if it is in the contract that you selling anything on our store, in your game, in your app whatever we get a cut then yeah like epic epic did it behind their back like yeah they should have gotten kicked they should have been taken down there should have been a strike against them there should have been like hey here's the here's the invoice you guys owe us money from that cut because it says here clearly in this contract that anytime you do that now if that's the case then great if apple failed to put that in the contract then stinks to be you apple Sorry. No, I, I think Apple does have that um, in okay. part of its contract. And then that's, that's what the lawsuit should be about. It should be going after Apple. Or it should be uh, Apple going e- after Epic, getting the money that they're owed. And Epic should then shut their mouth and then decide whether or not they want to keep it on the Apple store and keep giving them their cut or not. And that's, you know, that's their choice. Obviously, it's only 7%. It's a lot of freaking money, but you're still making substantially more off the consoles, off PC players, off, you know, off of those people. Fine. As far as Steam getting pulled into this, Humble Bundle, I think it's great that you can donate to charity. I still think, I will still say at the end of this podcast, there will still be a plug that we will give for Humble Bundle, and I will still encourage people to buy their games from there because you can have a portion of the money that you are going to spend on this video game. If you're going to spend 50 bucks on a video game on a Humble Bundle store, you can determine what percentage of that goes to a charity, goes to the the developers. I think that's fantastic. You want to decide where your money goes. I think that's a unique model that Humble Bundle offers. As far as Humble Bundle statement that more game uh, developers are being discouraged from putting on their store because of Steam, I think it's a little malarkey. If they don't want to put their game on Humble Bundle, it's because they're not getting enough sales through Humble Bundle, and I think that's Humble Bundle's problem, and Humble Bundle needs to figure out a way to fix it, because guess what? Steam figured out a way to make that 30% cut that they get justified. They, if you, if I went to someone and I said, hey, give me your thing, and I'll make sure I sell thousands of copies, but you gotta give me 20%. If I don't deliver they're going to look at me and they go like, that was a waste. Or they're going to look at me and they're going to go like, we're never talking to you again. But if I can back up what I'm doing and I don't sell a thousand copies, I say I sell, I sell 5,000 copies. Then they're going to go, well, you know, that stinks. We lose 20%, but this guy's good. We don't have to pay him health benefits or we don't have to do this. Like that's a deal for us. Like 30%, 30% only affects these indie developers. I think that is when you're not making, you know, when you're not selling millions of copies, I think it hurts you to lose 30%. But it also sold you potentially more copies than you would have sold 
doing it any other way. If you put it on Epic, you would have had to wait longer. You would have to go through this cure. Like, you finish the game, you think it's gold, and you put it up there, and Steam's like, sure. And people will review it if it's crap. If it's not if it's not ready, if it's not gold by the standard of the, the people who download and bought your game, then they'll review you like crap. Epic is going to go, well, we think you need to do this, or we don't like this, or blah, 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 blah. And you just wait, 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 wait. And that's more mo- time that you spend not making money. And when you could have been halfway or at the million dollars that you needed before you started seeing that 30% drop to something lower. So Steam, doing nothing wrong. They're golden. Them getting dragged in this. I hope the judge doesn't drag them into it. I hope the judge laughs in their face and says, no, no, no. They don't have a ground to stand on because legally. No, the judge is. So. So as far as humble, I think humble's just talking shit to talk shit. Of course. Um, Apple was going after Steam or Valve directly because Apple wants to trade secrets. Apple wants to know what it is because Valve is a privately held company. It is not openly traded. It does not have to report to investors. Yeah. And Apple wants to know what, what, 75% of the gaming market actually is in terms of revenue because all Valve's money is, I mean, everything is an estimate. We estimate that they make $6 billion a year just from the sales. It could be $100 billion for all we fucking know, right? Yeah, and Uh, the the independent adjusters or evaluators, I forget what they're called, that go in and evaluate the value of their company for their employees I'm sure they've got it spot on what they're actually worth. Oh, yeah, probably. Um, I don't know. So, I I mean, it's Apple that's trying to really hammer on Valve. It's Humble Bundle taking an opportunity to, you know, spew forth a bunch of shit. And and don't get me wrong. I like the Humble Bundle packages. I Like I said, I've been a longtime supporter uh, several years now. Like, Jesus, 2016 maybe is when I started? 2015? Somewhere around there when Cecil wow. introduced me to it. And I was like, yeah, so I've been paying all this money to Humble every three months to keep that subscription renewed in so many damn games. Uh, but yeah, it, it's interesting now that we're seeing the fight leak out of at Epic and Apple, even though they've flung mud on some other people, Sony getting into it. Right, and I guess they're trying to uh, class action lawsuit over Sony's practices, yes. and that one is a little bit. I think Sony's fucked, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, reading the article and reading the lawyers claim that the popular games sell for, on average, seventy five percent more digitally on the PlayStation Store than those sold physically. That number could be up to one hundred and seventy five percent more at its highest, according to a lawsuit. Sony made $17 billion in revenue over the fiscal year that ended on March 31st, 2021 from digital PlayStation games and other content purchased on the PlayStation Network. Um, but yeah, lawyers said $7 billion of that $17 billion may be due to overcharging via the alleged, alleged monopoly on downloads from the PlayStation Store. That's, I mean... You know, cut seven billion off their fucking profit margin and be like, "Hey, yeah, you guys cheated this shit up." Yeah. So here's the here's the thing. 
this is this has been a problem with digital versus physical media. That percentage difference that they're claiming, this isn't something that's unique to Sony. I can go on my Xbox, I remember a few years ago, and I could look at Overwatch. And they were going to charge me 50, 60 bucks. So you know what I did? I went to GameStop and bought a used copy for 30 bucks. Saved myself 20 bucks right there. The game had not just come out. The game had been out for over a year at that point. And I spent 30 bucks on it because I was like, screw it. I'll stick a disc in this anytime I want to play this game. I will stick a disc in my Xbox and I will play this game. I am not going to pay Microsoft $50, $60 for a digital game that has been out for that long. I'm going to go buy a physical copy of it. So the PlayStation... This is where I think they've shot themselves in the foot. And this is where I think we could see some change in, you know, digital media or digital game pricing versus used physical game pricing. Like the depreciation of the value of the game from when it's released to, you know, a year down the road. I think you can start seeing the problem of this when... um you have to pay more money. And maybe you can tell me this day, Mock, how much it is, because I don't remember how much it is. You had to pay more money for the CD version of your PlayStation 5 versus the digital only version, right? Um, so the PlayStation 5 being as new as it is, no, the physical games were the same price um, as they were online, although they did run a big sale. No, 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 the actual the di- console itself. The console, oh. ha- the CD version of the console, the console that has its disk drive is... It's like $100 more. Yeah, so, so there's your thing. So you have a $100 gate that you have to pass on a, what, a $400 console already? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's, you're, you're paying, one is three ninety nine and one's four ninety nine. Okay, so you're so okay. So about so so a, a four hundred dollar to now a five hundred dollar console is the difference in whether or not you can play with discs or with or you can't. And when you're saying that you exclusively have to buy through our digital store, you cannot buy through any other digital store. I think you can make a case for saying that this is an antitrust practice. And I think I'm using that term correctly in this situation. Yeah. And, okay. and I mean, that's where Sony screwed entirely because I can see where people got upset with Valve a little bit because Valve says that, hey, you're not allowed to sell the game cheaper than we put it on sale for. If you're going to put it on sale with us, you know, that's fine. You're allowed to sell, uh, put the game on sale at the same time, but you can't beat us on price. And that's one of their guidelines for being on there, which hey, makes sense. But with Sony, especially when you're talking about the digital consoles and Microsoft with the digital consoles, although I think I don't have the new Xbox and I haven't had an Xbox in a while. Um, I don't know if you can buy from a third-party vendor and then redeem a game on, like, the Windows Store or on Microsoft. But you can't 
legally on Sony redeem a code from a third party. And if they catch you doing it, apparently they can just straight ban your account. And I'm like, um, yeah, get wrecked. I'm not paying, you know, $400 for a fucking console that you're just going to wreck me on because I found the game for 20 bucks instead of the $60 you're charging for it. Yeah. yeah, as of right now, I think it's exclusive to the Sony store, and that's where it's going to screw Sony. Yeah, so so Xbox has not changed their policy. Um, you can r- buy codes from third parties. You do not have to buy them from Microsoft. So, uh, see, then they're good. Yeah, they're like what so the fuck, man? That's Xbox. That's Xbox's deal. Like you, you, I've hunted down uh, a discounted you know, one year Xbox Live Gold subscription when when Microsoft says, oh, it's 55 bucks or 60 bucks for the year. And I look around and look around and around, found it for 54. Gotcha, save six bucks, done. I mean, like, and then you can buy, you know, you can uh, buy stuff off of Amazon. You can buy the stuff off of uh, CD keys or whatever you want to use. Um. I mean, you got to be careful. <laughs> there's some of these people. Uh, yeah. There's some people that will scam you. They'll they'll sell. They'll tell you they're selling you a key, and they're not selling you a key. They're selling you. They're scamming you. So you just have to be careful, you know, about doing that. But if it's a key, and they, and it's it's a Microsoft key, and it's being sold from a legitimate site outside of the Microsoft store, Microsoft's got no problems because essentially that key's been purchased from. Microsoft, whether in bulk or whatever, however they work out their deals where they where third party um, sellers sell these things, and they're fine. They don't care. You don't. I mean, uh, Microsoft's got their cut. They don't give a shit. Yeah, and they, they probably took. You know, they probably didn't. If you're buying in bulk, you're not paying full price. So yeah, yeah. Microsoft made its money, and that's fine. It's awesome if you buy it for whatever price directly from their store, and they appreciate that, but. They're not going to force you into it like Sony. Although, yes, you know, uh, we have our Sony, the PlayStation Plus, because we found those discounted codes off that one website, which I guess technically is against Sony's terms. But fuck them. I don't use my name or anything on the PlayStation. It's all different. <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking right now at ENEB, which I've never used this site before. Um, they're selling a Microsoft Xbox One, um, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War code for, uh, $36.93. So let's go ahead and, and it's for, and, and it's for the United States. So they're like, you know, they're like, Hey, you know, so just so you know, this is. Or here, you can use it in this country. Um, and right now, nope, I don't want this. Right now, it's going to cost me sixty bucks on Microsoft Store, standard edition. So, yeah. So can, I, I'm going through my my uh, emails to take a check or take a look at this. And one year of PlayStation Plus is fifty nine ninety nine, right? 
I know a website that I have purchased from and the key was good and I paid $29.99 um, from mine. If you're interested, hit me up in Discord. I don't want to say it on the podcast and get anybody in trouble or some shit like that. But yeah, Cecil showed this to me and yeah, fuck yeah, dude, like 30 bucks as compared to 60 bucks for a year of PlayStation Plus. And the key worked because that's how Sony lets you redeem, but I don't think Sony lets you redeem game keys directly. They have to be either physical copy or you buy them digitally. But I'm not 100% sure I haven't tested that. So, yeah. Yeah, I just, I think it's ridiculous. I think, I mean, if they're going to, they should just do what Microsoft does. Take your cut when you sell bulk. You know, if you want to sell a bunch of keys to to someone else, but they don't want to do that. And and maybe they have the reasons, like, I'll admit, I think I was talking to, I was talking to, to Remy, and I was like, yeah, you know, I want to play Diablo 3, and... And he's like, okay. And, it's, and I'm like, yeah, I just, I don't know if I want to pay this much money for it. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't buy it from Blizzard. You can you can find it all these other places for so much cheaper. And I was like, what do you mean? And so he told me this website and he says, you can check it out here. He says, I have not had a problem, but I've known people who have had problems. Make sure you buy it for the right country. You buy it for the U.S. If you buy the wrong version, wrong country, you're not going to be able to play it. And they will not give you your money back because you've redeemed the code. And I was like, well, that seems a little shady. He says, yeah, but you just got to know these things. Pay attention. So I can see Sony not wanting to get a whole bunch of phone calls like, I just bought this code for this game and it does not work on your console. Like I can see them like, you know, we don't want that headache. You need to buy your games from this store, guaranteed, we're going to make sure it works for your region, your zone, and it's guaranteed to work. But at the same time, I think they're also trying to make more money because the digital copies never going to depreciate in value, whereas the physical copy always depreciates in value. And I can't see why you can just, I don't see how you justify paying $60 for a game that's over a year old. Digitally, no. Like, oh yeah, we have a sale. Like, sorry, when that sale comes around, that's great. Lower it down to 30 bucks and keep it at 30 bucks because I don't think it's worth 60 bucks, you know, two weeks after the sale's over. Like, no, it's, it's, it's a year and a half old game. Like, lower the price. My two cents on that. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It, it is. Yeah, you got to be careful of uh, where you purchase things on the site that I'm at as well, because, you know, there's an American version. There's definitely a Canadian version of PlayStation Plus. Hey. Eh? Uh, yeah. So it, it, it's different. Never know. Well, folks, I think we're going to wrap it up on that because... As we mentioned earlier, Chipotle, if you want a better advertisement from us, like you, you, you need to sponsor us, reach out to us. It's uh, GNA Podcast at GNA and your DNA dot one. I kid you not. That is a real email address, Chipotle. We are more than happy to plug your product. But if you want a better plug, yeah, 
you gotta reach out to us gonna work something out here label your fucking burritos and you know i wouldn't be bitching that your food makes me take a massive shit a couple hours after i eat it i mean i like it it cleans me out man but you know it tastes better than taco bell kind of i mean taco bell is good when you've been drinking a lot and and i rule of thumb chicken stay away from the beef Oh, man, nothing beats those fucking two tacos for 99 cents at Jack in the Box. But we don't have Jack in the Box on the East Coast. And fuck, man, that sucks so bad because I want Jack in the Box really bad. But drunk munchies, two tacos for 99 cents. And you just go in there and you spend fucking $20. And you and your four buddies just pile out in the fucking back of the truck and eat tacos. Well... Folks, we're going to end it on that. I've never known that you could get uh, tacos from Jack in the Box, but uh, Damoc, I want to tell the lovely people where they can find you. I pretty much exclusively trolled the GNA Discord, and now I have a Minecraft server, so join the GNA Discord and you can get access to the Minecraft server. And le- yes, ladies and gentlemen, you're wondering, wait, how do I join... How do I how do I join the Discord server for GNA? I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen. Go to twitter.com and search at GNA Podcast, and you will find a pin tweet. Click on the link to that pin tweet, and you will join our Discord server. If for whatever reason it doesn't work, I want you to know this because you're special, and because I know you all too well, and I know you're going to message us. So you just go ahead and you can just slide right into those DMs. You, you don't got to be fancy about it. You can literally be like, I want to join the Discord so I can play with Damox Minecraft server. That's all I want to do. And I, I'll be like, sure, here you go. Here's the here's the link. Welcome. Because I know once you'll come, you won't want to leave. It's like the Hotel California, except, you know, we legally have to let you check out and leave because, well, we're, we're just not going to get into that. I, I've signed a waiver. Anywho, ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, BlueShark45, and you can find me on Twitter at BlueShark45. You can also find me on our GNA Discord server. You can find me on Parlor Minds as BlueShark45, and uh, I play video games sometimes out of the year, as we've discussed. I don't know. I'm just life busy. But, you know, like, if I have free time and you want to play, you can always hit me up. And, you know, if I'm free, then sure, I'll, I'll play games. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we also have a website. And I want to know, Damoc, do you know what that website is? www I've got shit so fucking bad I'm not even sure what the website is anymore Dude, I'm holding it in Chipotle, fucking sponsor me, give me free food Dot com <laughs> Or gnapodcast.com But man, I got a shit Well, thank you for joining me tonight Damoc, and uh Good luck Oh, thanks for having me and, uh, I'm sure it's all gonna come out <laughs> <laughs> I hope so too, good night folks <laughs> Have a great night